Hey everyone, this is Ronnie at Everything Virtual. I'm here with Damon. What up? Hello, everybody. It's been a long time. It's been, like a, been a couple of years. I, I was like, I, I had you on the line uh, when we were getting ready for the recording, and then for a second there, I was like, oh, did I lose him right at that time when uh, we started? No, you're not lucky. I, I'm still here. It's been. All it's, right, I, I've all been right. on the show since GGC. I don't think. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been like a, it's been a while. Yeah, we've. We've been running around like I mean, there have been tons of games to play, and we've been focused on trying to, you know, slowly but surely get some of the video content up on YouTube. So, like, I think with all that, like, like we've definitely had several episodes recorded since then. But just in general, like, there's been more like behind the scenes stuff. I feel like until we get everything. So yeah. So so no, it's it's awesome to have you back on the show again. Well, thank you. I'm I'm very glad to be here, and I want to say that the uh, the episodes you've been putting together, all the hard work you've done, uh, I think it's definitely not gone unnoticed. Uh, I, I I get a positive response. Uh, I like the episodes, and I, I, I Zane is talking about you know the f- positive feedback we've been getting. Uh, we yeah, it's you've kept an incredible like a dialogue with developers and publishers and, and it's kind of like taking everything to the the next level or taking it to another level. So it's, it's really cool to see it develop. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. So I guess with that in mind, uh, today's episode really wanted to start off with the Stormland review uh, and then, and then hit a couple of big items that are kind of relevant just for, for recording today. Uh, the, the, the first main one is, is Stormland because I know we, we've been, we've been playing it a lot and we were able to, uh, repost our interview that we did at GDC with, with Mike Daly. He was the lead designer on Stormland over at Insomniac Games. So we, we posted that to YouTube along with some gameplay footage that you had captured. Uh, but I know, you know, shortly after the embargo lifted, you posted your review of Stormland on Reddit, and I just wanted to kind of get your thought. And and I mean, I've obviously played the game a lot too, so I'll kind of bounce off of some of the things you put. But I, I really liked uh, kind of how you broke it down in your review. So uh, I guess uh, yeah, what what did you think of Stormland, uh, and or what do you think of it now at, at this point? Uh, you know, after playing it for a couple weeks now. Well. Now that uh, it's been out for six days or so, I think it came out on the 14th, and we're recording this, and it's the 20th of November. Um, Yeah. I definitely, as we played it the weeks leading up to its release, I kept trying to kind of check myself every time, saying, you know, am I buying into the hype? Uh, And there there was a lot of hype, because they had a lot of videos. A lot of people had played, I know you'd played an early version at, was it OC6, or even earlier? So yeah, you, I think because we 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 kind I I played a tiny bit of it at at GDC I think, and then but but really just like got to see what it looked like and I think that was more when we were demoing the the Rift S for the first time mm-hmm. I think we were able to access a little bit of it oh yeah but yes. we didn't re- the very yeah very but we didn't really yeah we really didn't get a chance to really dive into it until well, at least for me I the first time I had an extensive play playtime with it was at at oc6 yeah so. at, at gdc and i was hugely distracted because I, I it was it's beautiful and it was just as gorgeous then as it is now but on a table 10 feet away there's a quest just chilling out 
and I'd never seen it in my life, and it was our yeah. first exposure to it, so it kind of lost out, and I didn't pay as much attention to it as I should because I just went got the quest and started playing with it. So, which was a shame because it is an absolutely gorgeous, beautiful game, as you can see with videos online. Um, but the thing I wanted to check for myself was. Anytime you're hyped or anytime you're excited about something, especially in VR, it seems the reaction online and, you know, on the different social media and forums and things like that, mm -hmm. everyone has a huge grain of salt with, oh, you're excited about something? It must, you know, you must be pushing an agenda or you must yeah. be, you're trying to work an angle I mean, or you love sometimes everything. Sometimes it's really... Yeah, sometimes yeah. I'd say, like, like, even it kind of annoys me, especially as someone that follows... VR because obviously I love it and I love all, you know tons of different games whether they be big small you know yeah. shooters or you know kind of niche stuff out there but it kind of gets on my nerves when it looks like people are very like in a transparent way just like over over pushing a certain game like there yeah, have been yeah, definitely yeah. multiple games like that nowadays that like yeah leading up to the release like it's just like nonstop in a way that feels really fake and manufactured. Yeah. And and I sometimes fall into some of those, you know, traps just not not so much because uh because we're a part of that cycle because we're not um we don't, you know, get any kind of benefits from any of these companies as far as pushing titles in advance or anything like that, but like I get excited for get so like you said, it's like one of those things you have to think about when you're when you're pushing uh different games and when you're when you're reviewing them is how much are you being impacted by people's marketing messages and all that kind of thing so yeah and, um, I, and I I constantly was telling myself and I, you know I was seeing people talk online and and people were hyping it up and I couldn't participate I just had to say like um I, I can tell you the release date that's about all I can say and yeah. I was playing it and I was constantly talking to myself saying all right is this is this kind of the thing we've been waiting for is this because for the longest time and i i i've grown to where i hate the phrase triple a vr title because i feel like it's just not i mean yes there is such thing as a triple a pc game i get the idea of it but the we hear it so often and it, yeah and the problem is, is it drones out smaller games that are f phenomenal and amazing and like thank god well, we got ironic. to play those yeah, and that, the ironic thing about it, too, I feel like over time I've kind of, at least up to this point, like now we're starting to see some games from bigger developers that I think understand our medium a bit more. Yeah. But there was a time where, like, quote-unquote, AAA studios were releasing content that wasn't nearly as good in VR as, uh, you know, what a lot of the smaller teams yeah, yeah. Careful, had, had delivered. Because, careful what you wish for. Like, you're like, oh, I wish yeah. big, giant, huge studios released stuff, and then they would release things, and it would be like a giant letdown. So that's why I kind of, uh, I, I don't like the phrase. But when I played Stormland, the thing that went through my mind was, all right, this is a publisher, this is a, this is a developer, a developer that has created very good, well-polished, VR games, I think it was Edge of Nowhere, and they they've done they've done some very nice, very good, and and their flat games, you know, or pancake games, as you want to call them, are phenomenal. <laughs> so mm -hmm. they've got a pedigree. It's one of these things where like they they can bring the goods when it comes to PC gaming, and they've been doing it a long time. And then they come and they 
this was what I felt was the first game where a publisher who was well established, who had backing, who had the resources and the talent has done it before. They did it early 2000, you know, with 2016, 2017. They put out mm-hmm. good quality games and then mm-hmm. they kind of, I don't, it's it, what I was kind of calling a second wave VR game or a. And I, I don't want to say second gen, but this is definitely feels like second wave. They've they've learned their lessons, they've uh, looked around and see what other even ind- indie developers and established uh, developers are doing. Things that we thought three years ago were a big deal, but turned out not to be, like locomotion type stuff, or mm-hmm. uh, or or giving everybody an option of everything to do, and. That was the huge thing is like, oh, they have every option available. You can imagine with locomotion and with options for movement and options for graphic, uh, you know, you can tweak the graphics uh, very extensively. And those kinds of those things stuck out to me instantly as soon as I started the game up and then visually and graphically. So, you know, I, I can imagine anybody that's interested in Stormland has been out there. It's been out for long enough that they've seen videos on it. But if you haven't, uh, the best way I can describe it, as I always describe it, kind of is a mix of Lone Echo because you're a robot, you're a you know you're an android robot type, and uh, it has a climbing aspect because there is is a good bit of climbing in it, uh, and like leaping with your hands and things like that. I thought it was a little Robo Recall because it's not a sim shooter. It's not like you're mm-hmm. you know it's not that it still has an arcadey feel yet incredibly polished. Mm-hmm. You know, Epic Games mm-hmm. did an incredible job of Robo Recall. And then kind of a Halo thing because it's dealing with aliens and I feel kind of like the Tempest and the Flood, like there's some correlation there. Like it just kind of felt the same, like a very similar vein in there. And and mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Halo's one of those games that just, you know, blew you away the first time you played it. It was just and, and I feel like the open immersive. world like Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like Halo has kind of this like open world kind yeah, of more yeah, yeah. like there's you get into into to battles with the Covenant and in Halo. Yeah. But it feels like you're it's like the strategy is kind of up to you on how you want to tackle things. And I, yeah, I get, I get yeah, a similar yeah, sense when yeah, I'm playing yeah, yeah. Stormland too. Kind of a feel for that. And then beautiful, of course, and then kind of a, you know, got some borderlands or some any kind of game where there's crafting and you're, you're having to craft, but it's not heavy crafting. It's not, you're going to spend hours and hours doing it, but it has enough to where you're kind of in control of your, your uh, augmentations or being able yeah. to jump farther or, or weapon and power-ups and things like that. So that's – and the story uh, – I the story for me, I I kind of thought like for a game with the length that it is, the amount of time spent setting up the story, I mean it's I, – I know you have to have a story in it, but it's weird because in VR games, if, if you're going to spend an hour, if it's – and in this one, I, if, if – if if uh, I think it's about six hours between five and six hours is officially what the publisher, uh, what they've said as far as the mm-hmm. length of the story mode, and we'll get into mm-hmm. that later of of the fact that the game actually like kind of morphs after you finish the story and goes into like a cycling mode where over and over again you uh, you you every once a week every Tuesday the world itself will reset itself and start over from the next level. And if you, mm-hmm. this was one thing I saw online, people wanted to know about this. All right, I finished the story mode and you know, it's five or six hours. And then after that, what do I do? And mm-hmm. the game itself has is set up with multiple islands and you can kind of fly from one island to another, which I thought initially would be kind of 
dull, but it's actually pretty fun. It's actually a really, yeah. really cool mechanic. Uh, yeah. As you fly through, there's like like speed power-ups that you can fly through, and if you hit them, you lose power, you lose energy, and, and things like that. So it's actually actually kind of a neat mechanic to go from yeah. When, one when I to when I tried it the first when I tried it the first time, I kind of like didn't exactly understand how it worked. Like like when I was at OC six and I was trying to quickly figure out okay how do I get from island to island yeah, yeah. like it was a little bit weird but at home when I actually got to listen to the tutorial kind of explain to me what to do and like in practice it was actually like I, I thought it was really well done just like it's a nice change of pace between you know being on foot and traversing things just like normally on the islands and then being able to like like fly in the air by holding out your hands yeah. but also to be able to like zoom like zoom at those kind of speeds because you really like i thought i thought they did a good job of being able to give you control and make you feel like you were moving really fast but also doing it in a way that doesn't make you sick so well and the other thing i was kind of taken back by was it's a complicated it's 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 actually a pretty complicated game. There is a lot going on. There's a lot of places on your body to hold weapons. There's a lot of equipment on your body. And I, you know, I, I always talk about Onward and I play a lot of Onward. And there's a learning curve on that game for picking up your yeah. weapon, holstering your weapon, reloading, moving stuff around. I drop stuff on the ground a lot. And one thing I really, really love about Stormland is they're, they've really optimize that whole thing of where within a minute you're one there's no dropping of a weapon it'll kind of hover for a minute and then if you walk away it kind of just disappears or if you let go of it it's gonna it's really really smart on knowing if you hold your hand so far out and let go of a gun on your right arm it goes right back to your right you know your right leg and your right hip or your chest if you have like a health pack or something like that and there's and they got rid of reloading which is like which a game like this like usually i'm a big fan on a military shooter of course i want to reload i want to feel like i'm mm -hmm. reloading it helps the balance of the game but on this game it just really fits that there's just no reloading because it's just waves of enemies and stuff like that so yeah i think you're just constantly picking up new weapons it's, it's a really good mix the other mechanic that i thought was really really cool about Stormlands that I don't think I've really seen before is the tearing apart of weapons and then you drop them and then it, the, the, the leftover components, the metal and the, and the different components of the, of whatever you rip apart with your hands automatically gets uploaded into you and you can kind of see it floating through the air as you get more ammo. And it's kind of like, yeah. like you're, like you're crafting stuff, but just by ripping weapons apart. So you're not always having to like, you know, you don't have to grab a weapon that has a little bit, and then swap you can it out. It, that's actually a, yeah that's a really good example like i i was gonna ask you but that, but i think that's like the perfect example to lead into this discussion like i i think it's little touches like that that make you realize that insomniac was really focused on making like all of the little interactions you're able to do in vr feel satisfying like like i, I can imagine that that's something like i mean clearly there's materials in the game there's crafting there's all of that they, but I'm sure someone there thought that it would be fun to disassemble the gun like that, like physically, like try to take it apart in VR. And so they're like, well, how do we make that into a, a fun gameplay mechanic? Well, that's something what... that like, like, like there's so many little things in this game that just like the motion and the action of doing that thing, like in any other game, it wouldn't even really be something that you'd really be thinking that much of, even in VR. But somehow in Stormland, 
it's all those little things like, like, you know, collecting health, for example, yeah. it's like, you're not just, you're not just picking up an item or walking or, over, or or walking over yeah, it. You're literally whatever. like grabbing a tube and using both of your hands to like open the tube up. Yeah. And there's something like super satisfying about the way they make all that stuff feel in Stormland that I feel like those are like all the little things that they do to make this game feel like, man, like, they, like Insomniac knows how to make a cool VR game. And, and that's one of the reasons I, I said I, it reminds me of Robo Recall when you know where you're ripping apart robots and things, and that had a very satisfying feel. Like it just it was just yeah. fun to just do that, and it was you got into it. And this had that has that same feel, and it I, I didn't get tired of it. It wasn't like oh I got to rip apart another gun or whatever. It just felt like yeah. that was the world I was in, and I'm a robot. Yeah, I can just rip stuff apart, mm-hmm. and I have a super. And it's like every time you do it, you get like a little satisfaction. Like it feels right when you're doing. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I got faster yeah. and faster at it, and. So that those all for me were when I was playing it uh, with the story mode in those weeks leading up to it. Uh, and let's get let's get everything straight. This is it's a phenomenal game. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's very well optimized. It ran perfectly on my system. Not that I have a low end system or extremely high end system. I have kind of a medium system. You know, in 2016, I had a monster system. In 2019, I have a medium system. But that's that's gaming, PC gaming. But um, it runs extremely well. I think I haven't really seen reports of anybody, you know, with a decent system saying, oh, it runs lousy. I know there is, it does run in Revive. That is a whole different subject of tweaks and hacks to get this to run on, an, say, an Index or a Vive or a non-Oculus uh, headset. This is an Oculus published game they are the ones that backed it they wrote the check so it is run you know it's an oculus store game it's an exclusive for oculus so there is tons of information out there on how to get this to run on index and vive and and other mm-hmm. uh non-oculus headsets but uh with that being said i i played it on my cv1 my original rift and mm-hmm. i within Within 20 minutes, I thought the whole time, like, oh, I was on an index, and now I'm going to be playing it on my Rift. And honestly, the game is so fu- – it's it's just it's just a great, fluid, fun uh, – I thought I was just really impressed with it. And I kind of just forgot I had my Rift on I or my, my Rift yeah. CV1. I was like, oh, okay. And it was – I got into the gameplay, which is the, a, like a sign of a very, very well-done, engaging game. And I was worried yep. too that it that I I kind of even wrote in the view that like it's going to take you a minute to get used to the controls and stuff. But I feel like the game does a very good job of introducing you to the world, introducing you to the mechanics, and then a little by little set you know the the whole aspect of reaching up and pulling your arm off and then putting it on the uh, the, the like the, the the crafting table and then upgrading it and then you put it back on your arm. I thought that was amazing. I thought that was just yep. something we haven't really seen before. Um, but it's little touches or big touches like that that really uh, kind of put this game over over the top. Now that's not all perfect news in my review that's online or or, or what I thought, but um, I felt playing it that and this and this is nothing really on the game. It is it was it's very easy at the first part. You can go in very early on. If you have any proficiency at uh, shooter games or any kind of VR proficiency, and and this is not like your first VR game, you go in and you can waste 
a whole field of, of guys that are surrounding you very quickly. And you're early on in the game, you're provided with a shield, you know, that you have on one hand that you can bring up at any moment. You have multiple weapons. I mean, it's not just the weapons you have on your hips. Your uh, mm-hmm. actual hands can, can change and tr- turn into an energy weapon with a, a certain button mm-hmm. combination. So you're pretty heavily armed from the very early part of the game. So I felt when I was playing it, it felt like, oh, this is this is easy. I want to really see, you know, what the later difficulty levels. And that's when we get to really when it, when you finish the story mode, as you get progressing the story mode, it gets harder. But once you finish the story mode and you start getting in the cycling world, the world that changes every Tuesday, mm-hmm. you know, it ramps up. Have you, if you go through and you defeat, what is it? I forgot what the final, the terminus? Is that what it's the te- called? The tempest? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, the terminus. You're so right. So if you right. defeat the terminus, and that's at the very end, and you reach your goal, when. Basically, you ascend to the next level, and then at come Tuesday of the next week, uh, the game resets itself for you, but the enemies are more, they're deadlier, they're harder. Um, you still have all the weapons and all the upgrades and everything like that. Um, I saw online people were like, well, if I don't finish, do I lose all my progress? And the kind of cool thing about it is, no, you don't. You stay right where you're at, but you don't go on to the next level. The game stays at the same kind of difficulty settings. So as you mm-hmm, go week mm-hmm. by week, it will get harder and harder and more challenging with uh, much more aggressive and harder to defeat enemies. And since we're only, you know, a couple weeks in really to the game even being out, there's nobody that's really gotten to that next level and the next level. So I look forward to seeing uh, videos from people that are, you know, beaten the Terminus several times and they're on like yeah. extremely hard missions and hopping into a co-op and be able to see like, how smart they get. And they've, you know, we talked to them. We, well, that was one of the early things we, we sent a message to Insomniac and they got back to us. And that was one of our questions. Like, is there a skill level? Does it, can you put it on like super hard or elite? Or, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. I use like, I use like doom. I said like, is it hurt me plenty or yeah. <laughs> nobody said a word, but, um, and they said, well, that's the whole point of the, the weekly cycle that if you beat it on, uh, it'll it'll recycle and it'll get harder and harder. So okay, that makes that makes sense. Um, and and apparently there's like a like you said we're still early on in the games. Yeah, uh, yeah. The game since the game's release, but it sounds like if you're able to beat it uh, after uh, like uh, after the second level or the set, like if you're able to beat the terminus like two weeks in a row or whatever it was yeah. to get to the second stage, that there's a special ending if you. If you beat it at the harder difficulty, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm not, yeah, I, I haven't seen it personally myself yet or anything like that. But well, and it's that's, o- the, the whole game's kind of open. It's up to them. It's their servers. So as mm-hmm. we go mm-hmm. on, it's not. They have announced nothing as far as any kind of like DLC or add-ons or changes to the game. But a company like this was as attentive as they are to their games, and. Um, I would be shocked to see not see some announcements in the future where there was maybe a different kind of enemy. I'm not saying more weapons or anything, yeah. but something to just kind of mix it up. Like, you know, come, yeah. come January 1st, people that have reached a certain level can look forward to whatever. Like, something to kind of kick it up and, and make people come yeah. back into it. But the, I, I I don't think we've had that before where there's a, this kind of persistent world that is going on as far as in VR no. gaming, that when you come back, it's if you beat it, it's harder the next time. So I, I really like yeah. that. 
This is a co-op design game, which again, another thing we not really had uh, a co-op only, you know, single player or co-op game, which mm-hmm. is awesome to think that VR is now in a place where there's enough people playing that you can have a very big, robust co-op portion of a game, which Stormlands has. Um, yeah. So that is very refreshing. But all in all, um, I did put a little part of my article. I have kids. I have four kids, and I have a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, an almost six-year-old, almost four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Would I let my nine-year-old play this? She plays Fortnite. She's played classic you know, Wolfenstein on the, you know, a 46 and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I would. I don't think that the violence in it is anything that uh, is, you know, too brutal. It is the story and itself. It's, it's, yeah. The story itself is a little They're all rough. machines, too. They're, they're all machines. Yeah. Um, the one, uh, the girl that's in it that has a plant that's like taking over her body and, and I, won't, yeah. I won't ruin the story or anything, but, you know, you kind of really feel in. I think my kids would feel very emphatic towards that character and would be sad to see her uh, get hurt and things like that. So, mm-hmm. but the combat portion of it and just fighting, you know, robots and aliens and stuff like that. My nine-year-old, no problem. My five, soon to be six-year-old, uh, it's not her game. She's she's a Beat Saber girl, so I think <laughs> that's her game. So if you have kids, I think if your kids play Fortnite or they're in that nine, ten, eleven, twelve range. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's a really fun game. And and what would also lead is now that we have things like the link and being able to have multiple PCs, it's a yeah. lot Yeah, it's a lot more what used to be such a big thing of if you have two headsets, have two PCs, uh it was more of a rarity. Now it seems like, well, there's so many people that have VR headsets. If they have a quest, well, guess what? Now you have two PC headsets, uh VR headsets. So of course won't it be awesome that we have lots more co-op games where, you know, one person in one space and one person in another in the same house can play together. So I think that's really, really pretty neat to have yet another co-op game on here. But I, I was, I'm, what would I say? Would I say it's worth the price? What, what is it at? It's, what was the, the sale? I want to say it's $40 probably. Yeah. I don't know about a sale, but yeah, I, I think no, it no, came yeah. out at 40, 40 bucks. Uh, I think uh, I think wholeheartedly it's 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 worth forty dollars. the The thing I the thing that my thing is is you know if we always talked about we want the the best developers out there triple A game you know we want games that are uh, now yes this is not a forty hour game but I still think in VR like a ten hour or a six hour that range from that six to ten hour that's still a lot of gameplay in VR where I'm standing up. And I'm playing a game with a story, and then once I finish it, it's still like there's forty dollar games that have six or seven hours, and everybody mm-hmm. was excited and thrilled about them, and it had six hours of gameplay, and everybody went nuts over it. And do they play it anymore? Yeah. No, no, they don't because it was from two years ago, and it was forty dollars, and now it's probably you know eight bucks on sale. So a game that's forty dollars that I think is very well worth it. That after you finish the six hour thing uh the six hour story in a couple weeks it totally has a reason to come back and play it because you can beat it and it gets harder and harder i love that i love the concept of that i know that a lot of people didn't warm up to that they just want that big number they want skyrim 100 plus hour fallout 4 you know 100 plus 40 plus hour gameplay in a vr game i think for i'm 40 years old 
and I work full time and I got four kids. So it is almost really impossible to try to say, yep. I'm going to play a 40 or a hundred hour game in VR. If I played every yep. night for three hours a night, I mean, that's <laughs> months and months and months to try to finish a 40 or a hundred hour game. Yeah. The smaller, no, VR, I yeah. mean, you have to remember VR is different in terms of like yeah. how much time you're able to commit to the headset versus, exactly. Exactly. you know, being, exactly. being locked off from the world like you are in VR is like a very different thing than I think a lot of people are used to. And, and yeah, like going off of going off of what you were saying, like I think I think a lot of what makes Stormland special and what makes it to me, I think, worth the price is the fact that you're getting this attention to detail that only like a like really a, a studio that is both seasoned in terms of game development but also understands VR well enough to know what's important and what isn't. Like all of these little details that they put into uh interacting with the world like just making sure that all the interactions feel fun and then like the way the animation and characters and all of all of these little things like come across in vr like yeah. i think they made so many good decisions in terms of what works and what doesn't like they <coughs> excuse me <coughs> sorry Ooh. um well, just yeah, like, I mean, just, like the gun, like just when, the, when you have the two-handed, yeah. two-handed rifle in your hands, and you pull it apart just a little bit, and that kind of engages it, and then uh, yeah. it just has a good, it has a great feel to it. The force feedback, uh, the haptic feedback is amazing. Every so it's like you're paying for it, all for this attention yeah. to detail, like yeah. like when you think of what you know effort goes into making a game. Like uh, from one uh, on one side, you can you know spend a bunch of money to make a really big game. From the other hand, you can you can spend a bunch of money to make, you know, a really focused game. And I feel like this, I feel like Stormland is a good combination of the two because, on one hand, they've done a good job of of making it as big as they can given what they set out to do, but then at the same time, they narrowed in and made all those little things that really matter in VR really stand out. You know, yeah, like yeah. so they, they, they so so I I personally think. Yeah, Stormland is like a great balance because, like, to some extent, like a, just a huge game in VR. In order to make something that big, uh, you would probably lose out on some of the uh, on some of the attention to detail that a game like Stormland provides. Yeah, if yeah, that yeah. makes uh, sense. I, I think it's great. I think we need more um, games from established developers like this. And I, I love the genre. I love that it's kind of a science fiction. I love the robot combat i love the shooter genre it's a lot of really cool stuff together so if yeah I, it's an easy for anybody that has a vr headset anybody out there that's listening that uh has been on the fence or whatever um i would not i i wholeheartedly think it's it's worth 40 dollars as far as what you're getting yeah. for, the, for the game what do you want to wait a year to play it and let it go down to you know 20 nine dollars or 25 dollars <laughs> or something um yeah. that's up to you See, we're all crossing like because here's the yeah here's the thing too like if you're new to vr even if you're not new to vr it's like then the number of awesome experiences that you'll get to have in a vr headset at this point i think is a lot lower than like there aren't as many games on a new platform like Ex vr exactly yeah when compared to so like so to some like like if you're uh you know if you play a lot of traditional games on PC or you know Xbox PlayStation like every year you know there's going to be a bajillion titles 
that are pretty right. good to choose from. Exactly. Like in, in VR, there aren't as many. And so I think there's less reason to be worried every now and then when yeah, something yeah. comes out that, you know, it, like Stormland is really, really good. And if you're at all interested in, you know, an action type game, like we've been describing, then I think it's absolutely worth picking up because there's not going to like there. I, I think so far anyways, like it doesn't, often come around where there's like a game like oh man this is like a like some some games in vr are kind of more niche and there's different types of genres for different but like stormland it seems to me like it's a game if if you like action games like this is one that you definitely want want to try because it sets the bar in a lot of ways for i think what we're going to see to come so you just about a rift s i'm just talking hypothetical you're out there you just yeah that's and you, you downloaded the free stuff, of course. You've downloaded the lab. You've downloaded all the free Oculus uh, demos and, and the free games. You, you played Rec Room and things like that. So you're, you, you're, you're whipping out your credit card and you're saying, I want to buy a game. Is this, would, you, would you say this is, this is number one or this is, I've tried the, mm. the big boys out there. Uh, I've tried you know the, the standard stuff that everybody recommends. Like Everybody says, yeah. oh, you need to play Space Pirate Trainer, and you need to play Beat Saber, and you need to play you know, eight other games that you see on the best of all-time VR mm-hmm, list. Mm-hmm. Is, this, mm-hmm. is this the next one after the thing you play, or is this the... I think so. Is this the... I, is, is this the no, 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 skip that stuff, go here. Hmm. I, I think probably at this point I would still pick up the 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 stuff you mentioned first like the beat sabers and the just because they're simpler they're yeah. smaller experiences so like i think for someone that's never played vr it'll be a little bit easier to get acclimated yeah. to just being in the headset moving the controllers that kind of thing i think lone echo but i i think lone echo yeah. if, you've, if you've got a rift s I think um there's no reason and it goes on sale so there's no reason to not yeah. pick up I think I think if, I mean, me if, personally, price, if you're price yeah, sensitive to forty dollars and you're looking at forty dollars yeah. for Stormlands and you're price sensitive and maybe you're younger and you're in your twenties or whatever and you don't have a ton of money and you're like I want to play something but I want to play something that has a, a a story to it and and you love the idea of this you know robot kind of uh, thing but it's a slower game but it's an amazing experience so yeah. I would say go low echo but if you want more action and money's not a, as big of a Thing if forty dollars is not as big of a deal, um, I, I I think yeah I think Stormlands is a is a phenomenal. I think you're gonna get you're definitely yeah. gonna get your money's worth. Yeah, no, and quite frankly, like it's it's interesting you said that because it because Lone Echo is I, Lone Echo and Stormland to me are the two best Oculus exclusive titles. Yeah. I know a lot of people. I, I like Asgard's Wrath a lot too. It's but I I it's for pretty, me it's, it's like. Yeah, it's amazing. But for me, I, I, Lone Echo and Stormland, I'd probably take first, and then Asgard Giraffe personally. It's, it's in my genre. I like sci-fi. Yeah, I like this. I like that genre. I, I'm okay with a slower moving story. I like the. Yep. Like the. I mean, I I like that. You, I'm in space. And I'm, a, I'm a robot. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, you got. But see, me. so, but all three of those games are really, really good, and some of the best yeah. VR titles. I, I'd say. Yeah. And it just goes to show you. I mean, I think Oculus, as far as their exclusives go, I mean, they're really killing it. If you're the kind of person that I think isn't used to, uh, like, doesn't know a whole lot about PC gaming and doesn't, 
like isn't really used to installing patches or like dealing with uh, like you know something like Revive where you're able to play Oculus titles using another headset. I mean, I think to to kind of make an analogy between the VR landscape and the console landscape. Like for me personally, I think uh, like on the console side of things, like if you you know Xbox kind of has Xbox and PlayStation have everything. Right, this generation, I think Sony has had the better exclusives. Yeah, and 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 so there's certain games on that platform that you know if you want to play them, you have to have a PlayStation. Well, yeah, I Re- think right the, now, Re- Resident yeah, Evil, right now, right now, Resident Evil, yeah, right, tough, well, tough luck. You're gonna you have to play on PlayStation. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, but right now, I think on on for VR, uh, I think Oculus. I mean, if if you're new to this space, just know that. Oculus has shelled out the money to make some really good exclusive content. Yeah. And if you don't want to have to have the, the hassle of figuring out a way to play it on another headset, that either the Rift S or really the, and we're, we're going to talk about this yeah, in a little bit. Yeah, we're going to our next topic. Yeah, the Quest is really, I mean, it, like I said, like for someone like me, I, I'm going to buy, I, I have multiple headsets for different use case scenarios and. Like and I and I love the fact that I'm able to do that, but if you only had to have one right now and not have to worry about hassle of of something not working at launch or this or that, like I, I really think Oculus, like you should probably be looking at Oculus headsets currently. Unless so. unless unless you want to jump in and you are not price sensitive, you've got money to burn. And you want the best of the best, and you want yeah the absolute you know, but the if, best. like you want the best. You you want yeah. you have a ninety, but, but 90 if you're inch in that category, t- yeah. yeah, yeah, you want a ninety inch but, but 8, 8K it, television. You want like yeah. you you the best of the best. I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. But if you're in that category, then then again, the, see the see the thing in VR right now is that if you're in that t- like top of the top premium, like you want the best VR right now, the best isn't as easy to use and as polished yeah. as kind of the the consumer friendly part yeah the friction, so, that, so that's the, the friction so, of entry yeah, so, like, like so that's so that's the only interesting thing that like that vr right now like if you just want to throw money at a problem you might still have uh you in some ways you might have a more frustrating experience if you're not if you don't know what you're doing yeah. compared to if you jump in at kind of the the kind of the sweet spot and so I think Oculus has that sweet spot for people that don't know much about this stuff that want a really good experience. It seems like like with their exclusives and with their, you know, really good software support, Oculus yeah. is really nailing it. Yeah. Um, but then but then like you said, if you're if you know you want the best and you're not afraid to get your hands dirty a little bit in terms of messing with stuff when it doesn't quite work perfectly but yeah. might work like might do some cool things that nothing else can do. Like then, yeah, you'll be wanting to look at an index or, I mean, who knows? Like maybe you want to, you really want to go crazy and buy a Vario X, VR two or an well, Xtal or Pimax. Oh or, yeah, Pimax. We Pimax is something we don't, have never really on the show. You never really talked about it. I, I've no, never, I it's it's something that I don't uh, have a lot of experience with because we don't see them at shows. I, I've heard the eight KX. I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Like this, this latest one that they hey, they're because extreme they're, wide the field thing, of view. Extreme wide field of view sounds amazing. 
and I'm no, looking does, forward. And, I'm absolutely looking forward to trying it out. And it's, I, it's funny you said like uh, when when I had to switch from because I I played Stormland on the CV one as well. Yeah. Since uh, Oculus Link wasn't working yet, and I had my Index and Revive wasn't working, so I, I pulled out my CV one, and uh, yeah, for those who don't know, CV one consumer version one of the rift so the original oculus rift that, yeah. that came out in 2016 but anyways so the the one the probably the like the biggest surprise to me going back to to the original rift after using the index for so long is that like the thing that that stood out the most as something i was missing was surprisingly the field of view yeah like like that was the first that like yeah it's it's definitely blurrier yeah I see the pixels more in the in the in the CV one like yeah I have headphones on my ears instead of float like speakers hovering over my ear but like the thing that I was like wow I didn't realize it made such a big difference yeah. was how how much of a binocular feel I felt when I was in the CV one compared to when I put the index on and it's just like man it, it looks like I can see like twice as you know wide and and you know, both horizontally and vertically. I know, I know the the spec number isn't that big of a difference. It's like it, it, I don't know, like ten per ten. Yeah, it's probably like ten degrees or something. It makes fifteen degrees. It's definitely. But noticeable. it makes a big. Yeah, it was. It was like very noticeable. That yeah. that was that was one of the things that I was like, oh wow, because when I I remember when I switched over to the index, I thought, oh, it's a little bit wider field of view. But like that wasn't the thing that blew me away when I first tried the index. But stepping back and having your field of view restricted again, yeah. Yeah. It, that that kind of stood out to me as like a major like wow, like I really love my index. That's that's the way to do. It. Everybody says which one should I get? You should be like, uh, go try them all. Yeah, because it's a yeah. lot. It's, no, it's if a you're lot able of personal, to, like, yeah, it's a it's a there's a lot of personal preference. Like there's people that love the CV the the Rift CV one. Uh, yeah, the comfort. I think it's a very comfortable. It was man, comfort and light. And yeah. I, I kind of miss that really comfortable, really light, easy to get on those and off. Origi- and I, those and I, original touch controllers are really good, too. The touch controllers are amazing. And that's why one of the reasons yeah. why I play probably so much Quest that I do. So if yeah. you want to, we could transition. Uh, w- so our next topic, uh, what, yep. do you, what do you want to talk about next? Yeah, let's do Oculus Link. Because that was, that was something that, like, both, so over the past few days, I guess early in the week, uh, Oculus Link officially dropped as part of the beta program. So it's, but Oculus Link is technically still in beta, but but it's accessible for anyone that has a Quest and a PC right now. You just have to uh, opt into the the beta version of the software on your PC. So it's super easy. You just go to the settings and there's like a beta tab, and you literally just have to opt into it. There's a little slider you click, and it'll update your software. And once you have that updated, you just need a way to connect your headset to your PC uh, via. You have to make sure it's a USB three. It's real cord. picky. They're real picky too. So it's yeah, be a, like ironically, very the, high standards of, of yeah. Cable the the USB cord, the USB cord that came with the Quest is actually, a, uh, even though bo- like both ends of it are a USB Type C connection, the cable itself is only USB two so it doesn't work. So you have to go out and find a compatible uh, cord. And right now, Oculus had um, had had recommended a specific anchor cable, which, like, there were ten feet cables on Amazon, and 
now I think those are all sold out, and it's, yeah, it's like three mid, or six. Like Mid December is the earliest you're going to get the ten footer. I had to, yeah. I, I bought the six footer just because I was like I wanted it next day. Yeah, and no, I, it makes sense. Yeah, and I have because I had a Rift and I had three cameras. I have you know I have a couple of the USB three extensions. One of them being one mm-hmm. that's someone online. There is a list online if you look online now. There's a list of people that are saying that the, they're basically saying these cables work, these extension cables work. Uh, and then the links of the cables, and I just saw one that I already had for my one of my Boom, perfect. R- my Rift CV1 cameras. So I got that. Yep. I got a six foot, and I played. You know, I've been playing for a couple hours now, and it's yeah. So what? So I have I have my cable, but I haven't had a chance to hook it up yet. What What have you? Th- I I tried it at OC6, mm-hmm. so I I have an idea of what I think about it already. But yeah, what's your experience been like? Well, initially I thought. I, I had two different schools of thought. I thought first one, you know, I liked having two headsets, two computers, things like that for that rare time when I have a party and, and, and somebody, a friend of mine will come over or whatever. And I'll be like, Hey man, let's play a game. Let's play something co-op. Uh, and you have two headsets. And when you're talking to each other, you can hear each other from 10 feet away or whatever. Uh, I like that. Like, I'd like that. Plus I play with my oldest daughter. We'll play rec room. We'll play electronauts and play music or, or whatever. And it's really, really great. But the thing I'm telling myself is, is, uh, you know, I have a quest. They've announced the quest link. Is it going to be that good? Is it going to be something that I will use and it won't drive me nuts? Is there going to be a lot of delay or lag? Will the visual quality look yeah, but not as good. I did play with virtual desktop, and while it's very good, there's no denying that there is some lag, yeah. and especially depending upon what you're doing and depending upon how demanding the game is, you you definitely feel it. And mm-hmm. um, it's great because it's wireless, and as long as you have a good router, it's fine. And I I think it's still a good option for certain things, um, but. I was worried, like, oh, is this, is this, I don't know, is this going to be playable? Can I take, can I sell my Rift? Can I get rid of my Rift CV1? Do I need it anymore? Is it obsolete? And I think a lot of people were thinking the same thing. A lot of people were thinking the Rift S is kind of obsolete, which I, I tend to think that it's not because, um, the way that the quest is designed, let me get back to the whole idea of do I think, uh, what do I think about it? I think it's, incredible i think it's remarkable of what they were able to accomplish over a usb3 cable that virtually 90 percent, 95 percent of the time it is just as good or really 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 close and granted i don't have a rift s so i'm trying to kind of think like well you know between my quest and the tracking on my quest and how it works and would it go toe-to-toe does the refresh rate bother me? Now the quest runs at what seventy two hertz. This is running, mm-hmm. you know, your your game will be running at seventy two hertz. A nice bonus in that your games are going to run a little better because it's not as demanding. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's the overhead of having to kind of compress the, the video signal. The Rift S, I yeah, I think the Rift S is eighty. Hertz, yeah, so, yeah. So, so yeah, not, so you're dropping down a little bit. Dropping down a little bit from a Rift S. Um, but in gameplay, I did play a couple hours. I played, of course, I played Onward because it's the game I play a lot. I played some Adgar- Asgard's Wrath. I played uh, about three or four different titles that I enjoy that are 
decently demanding titles. And uh, for the most part, it's it's if if I was out there and I knew I wanted a quest and I had a gaming computer, I mean, it's really a no brainer. Like it is really, I think, very good. The latency is almost non-existent there is the occasional hiccup but like this is a beta so you'll have a hiccup where you know switching from a game back to home or it's loading and your computer's really bogged down because there's a lot of you know loading of data and you'll move around but you get kind of get the same thing on any wired headset when a Mm -hmm. game decides to you know, load an entire new level yeah. and your whole system is kind of, and then everything kind of goes haywire for a minute or, or you know, mm-hmm. a, a couple seconds. You have the same thing. It's a different version of that. It's kind of a, mm-hmm. it's a freaky weird, like the screen, part of the screen starts to rip and then get black. And mm-hmm. It's kind of a weird thing that's in there. But like I said, it's a beta, but for the mm-hmm. 90, uh, 98% of the time, it's just like, really just playing with a with a regular wired headset the thing yeah. that i forgot i forgot how great an oled screen is and how nice <laughs> black, how yeah. nice and there is some people online that are talking about the colors and the and maybe it's a squished color range and the, maybe the color gamut is not the same and mm. i think yeah that's it's possible but again they're tweaking possible. it tweaking it there's of course going to be people out there probably that have ways to play with that and they're going to make it they're going to tweak it more and more so that it takes full advantage, I think, of the of the Quest hardware. Um, yeah. And so that doesn't bother me as much. I'm just – I'm really impressed with how well it performs. Again, like you said, setup is easy. I love the fact – see, I don't have a Rift S, so at any moment, if I move something around in the kid's playroom, which is my VR room, like I'll move mm-hmm. a, a desk out of the way or I'll move a chair out of the way and I, and I go – Oh, let me redraw my my guardian. It's you know, it's ten seconds. You boom, boom. You know, like you go in the menu and choose your choose your your room scale, and then draw it out. And within 20, 30 seconds, you've redefined your play space. And Oculus Home from the link totally totally accepts it. It's like, oh, okay, you have a different play space. It looks different, or it's bigger or smaller or whatever. That I'm, and again, people with the Rift S, this is not a you know, this is, this is nothing new. Yeah. But for yeah. us, like when I, you know, when I have my index on or I had the Vive on and I wanted to change the play space and I wanted to read, redrew it out, you know, the, you touch the four corners of the room and do all that kind of stuff. And it is a little, it's a little bit more, it's not as fast. There's more friction as Carmack said with that. So I'm, I'm pretty much convinced that, you know, I've got an index and I've got a Rift CV1. I don't see a lot of use to keep the CV1, in, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, like I don't, I don't really see why I want to keep the cables. And now that this is working, and I, I feel it's working fine. Like I think I could totally play. Yep. I think I could play Asgard's Wrath from start to finish. Um, yep. On my quest now, comfort mods. Yes, of course. I want to investigate. You know, ways to make the rift more comfortable for long sessions for hour long sessions and things like that. You know, I still, I'm sure you would, you would have done this already by this point, but, uh, I still have my, my, uh, deluxe audio strap hanging out. I haven't, I haven't connected it to my, my quest. Yeah. I hear that. Cause it's still, yeah, I hear that. I hear great things about that. I'll get into more. Uh, I've got a video review. VR cover was nice enough to send us, uh, to send me a, some of their product for the quest and I've been playing with mm. it. I'm going to spend a little more time with it 
uh, especially with mm-hmm. the link, to try to see if that can help alleviate stuff. Uh, I want to try to get something more of a cloth. I always like cloth covers on your face mask. I always think that's a nice way to it, – it helps with comfort quite a bit. The mm-hmm. – you know, the Quest face mask is, it's designed to be a little more resilient and to be passed around so it's not as absorbent, it's not as soft, which it's not supposed to be. And it's really made for gaming sessions of short bursts where you play for a minute and then hand it to somebody else and they play some Beat Saber, something like that. So, yeah. And it's front heavy, which every, these is all things everybody's already said a million times before. But I think I'll tell you one thing that using your own, I don't know why this is the case, but if you use your own headphones and you have a decent set of headphones, I find mm-hmm. that kind of helps balance it out. It helps kind of hold hmm. it on your head a little better. But there's a, there's a million things you can do with Quest. The Deluxe Audio Strap is one of them. So, But I'm totally telling myself that it's very easy. Uh, it's just this, it's, it's pretty dang close to just having uh, a regular wired headset that goes to your computer. And, you know, it's 70, 72, does the 72 hertz get on my nerves a little bit? It does it first, yeah. I could definitely say that yeah. tr- going from 70 to the 90 of the index or even the 120 on certain stuff um, and just how liquid, perfect, smooth Lighthouse is and um, you know, even my, my riff with three cameras is, is rock solid. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, two, the difference between the two, but again, this is beta. It will probably only get better. Here's here's the thing for me. I'm just trying to think. Like, I mean, at this point, if you're new to VR, I think really, if you're if you're coming in new to VR, I think the Quest is definitely. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. So sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. It, it looks like it was is the like Quest disconnected the absolute, or something. Is the Quest the absolute end all like, of end, the thing that's the well? I don't even know. End all, is it? Yeah, is it, is it's it, the is easiest it, thing it, to recommend. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest thing is. to go. I think it is. Somebody go, hey, I got, I got, I got four hundred dollars, and I want to get into VR, and I got a, a good gaming computer, or I don't. I mean, what situation is there? I mean, I, oh, I just want to play Beat Saber. Oh, in Quest. Oh, I, I want to play, you know, all these other VR games that are in Quest. Okay, great. I don't have a gaming. Com- I mean, I'm trying to think of the situation where it just doesn't apply. Maybe a sim racer person who just plays sim racing games, but now with the link, I I, I I'm trying to rack my brain and think like in what situation mm-hmm. can you not say quest with link is? I mean, I re- I really think option. the only yeah I really think the only person that really I mean one thing that is pretty awesome that they're doing I've heard that the Rift S is going to be going on sale for three fifty for the holiday okay which. I mean that's fifty bucks off, so that's good. That's um, that's, that's nothing. I, I, that's, that's an extra game and or more. Yeah. That's a couple games. So, but like I, I think if you're if you're the kind of person that at all has any kind of inkling to play some of the more like smaller type of VR experiences that you can get on you know Quest specific, like Beat Saber, like. I don't know. There's tons of them out there. Space Fire Trainer, super, you name super it. There's hot, a, like super hot, of course. Um, but all those all those smaller titles now that are that are available on the Quest natively that you can play anywhere. If you have any interest in playing those, being able to play those away from a PC is huge. Yeah. And especially if you're if you want to be able to show your friends and family 
the cool new device that you got, it makes it much easier to show them VR when you're able to to just take the headset with you in a little case instead of having to cart over a, a PC. And before, now, if, as and, a, and, and, as and a, if you don't have a PC, it, it's yeah, like an yeah, absolute yeah, no brainer. brainer. Well, and before, if somebody came to me and they said they wanted something to watch movies when they go travel and maybe, maybe play a game, maybe, uh, but really just watch media. Of course, you know, I, I have a gear VR and I loved yeah. it when I would use it to watch, you know, 3d movies or just watch Netflix or something. Uh, but yeah, the hassle of put my phone in there. I, I get that, and I and since I've gotten the quest, I, I've since I've gotten the quest, and they've enabled the three doff, so the lights yeah. can be completely out. So my wife can be in bed asleep, and I can be watching something on Netflix. I watched all of the new season of Stranger Things all on the quest, and all in complete <laughs> complete darkness. Um, you know, so for recommendations for again, it's it's very. I did notice one thing no, like, online. I noticed one thing online. Somebody said about the ads that they'd had a lot of people over, and I saw this on Reddit. They all the ads, the Defy Reality ads, which I think are they're great ads. It's a good marketing campaign. But all his friends that came over said, uh, "You know, this is only four hundred dollars. Well, what kind of computer do I like?" They all kind of assumed they would need a computer. Like this guy had a party mm-hmm. at his house with 20 people that were maybe in their 20s or 30s. And he said that <laughs> the vast majority of people that tried it either thought it was streaming from his phone or there was some kind of computer involved. Like they didn't really get that it was standalone. And and, and granted, this may just be people that are non-technical or people that are not into gaming or whatever. I haven't experienced that. When people come over, I of course, I the first thing I do is like, hey, it's all in here. Try this out. And yeah. some of them have never... Some of them, it's just easier. I, it, you know, they've never tried VR at all, and I'm just like, "Hey, play Beat Saber here. Try it out." And yeah. that's it. Then they're done. So it's interesting. I I think it's I'm, for me like it. I'm yeah. shocked they yeah. did it. I'm shocked they did it. It seems like such a move that a lot of other companies in the past would have never done. To well, think- and it's just hard. It's really hard. Like I mean, you look at something like even the the Vive Cosmos, right? Yeah. Just to try. Their HTC Vive's attempt to even just do, you know, inside out, you know, camera based tracking yeah. uh, from the headset. I mean, that alone they couldn't really get right, even though they obviously were trying pretty hard to do that. Yeah. Like the fact that that Oculus was but able they continue, to. They continually make decisions where. And man, I'm going to sound like a sellout or something, but they continue to make decisions where the customer is gets more out of something. Like, yeah. they didn't have to give like with tons of games they're cross by. They didn't have to give that. Like, if I had Space Pirate Trainer for the Quest or for the for the Rift, mm-hmm. uh, th- it wasn't required that I like. Nobody said like, "Oh, you have to do that." They just did, and there's a lot of games that yeah. are like that. They didn't have. Even though, yes, a lot of people went online and said, we want to have a cable, we can plug it to our PC to play the games that you can't really do on at the level of graphic fidelity and the involvement, or they're just never going to come to the Quest because the developer is just not going to do it. Um, yeah. They didn't have to do these things, but they listened. It's crazy. All the top top suggestions, if you go to Oculus, they have a whole thread on their forums It's like where you can vote on quest of uh, a feature that you want and 
what's crazy is all the top stuff they've done or they're working on. They've already acknowledged like, oh yeah, we're working on that next. Three DOF tracking, yeah. um, double tap on your right uh, system button to immediately go into your uh, where you can have the cameras on and then you know yeah. look around the room and, and 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 things like that. So they've really done a good job of that. So it's it totally was not required that they develop the link and make it, but they because it kind of has the potential to cannibalize they they definitely sat around a room i mean everybody sat around a room on a boardroom and said if we do this we might cannibalize our rift s sales like why would somebody want to buy a rift s so they felt strongly enough that there was enough of a reason to buy a rift s mm-hmm. for what it is and the rift s is extremely mm-hmm. comfortable it is a great mm-hmm. it is a very good for four hundred dollars it's a phenomenal headset the controllers are yeah great like mm-hmm. don't take anything away from the fact that it's a, it's a really good headset for four hundred dollars it's a phenomenal pc based i agree headset i'm and it's fast to set up and things like that but i could totally see them being worried about that to think that by you know doing this with the link but i that's what i'm kind of blown away i'm blown away that they constantly are making these kind of decisions where it's like well we're, we're going to do more we're going to give you more and as I understand it, and I had a little, I played some Steam. I I pulled up Steam VR. Steam VR works. I wasn't able. I just started trying to mess around with it to try to get Steam games to start, and that hasn't mm. didn't. It kind of just everything just sat there. But they've kind mm. of stated, yeah, you're going to be able to play anything. Which again, yeah, and I've heard, I've heard other away. people say that. Yeah, I've heard other people say that it worked. So, like that's why I'm kind of get... blown away that they. That they were like, yeah, fine, you can play if you have it on Steam. Play it on Steam, which yeah, again, these are all things that they could have easily made. These are things work, that so. uh, they got yeah. a lot of crap. They got a lot of flack early on about being a you know a, a closed uh, walled garden and and like and they 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 they, they kind of dialed it back. They have let Revive exist. They play nice with that. They let Steam uh, exist. They you can play games on anything. So. I'm I'm thankful. I'm really thankful that they're. I hope I hope it always continues. And you know, yeah, we we do talk to them from time to time. You see them at shows. We try to see them at shows, and they're they're usually pretty uh, open and 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 very giving uh, with us. So I, I'm I'm glad. I'm, I'm I think it's a good thing for VR. Yeah. No. I, I I couldn't agree more. And yeah, like I like we were saying, like I yeah, I, I think all of their products are great. I think the Quest they've, you know, particularly put a lot of support into, and the Rift S, like you said, is still, you know, their best headset. So I think for people that want the best Oculus experience, the the Rift S is the best if you have a PC. But at the same time, the Quest is the most flexible, and so I think it's that yeah. like if you if, if you even have an inkling for wanting to do VR on the go. Then and and you don't have the money to invest in two separate headsets, then the Quest is an easy one to recommend. If you if who knows you might get into that and yeah. love VR so much, and then that will spur you to want to buy another headset. And at that point, then you'll have to decide whether you want you know the the slightly better experience of the Rift S, or if you want to you know kick out kick it up a notch and go for yeah, go for yeah. an Index or, or yeah, something yeah. else. But but like I think I think the quest is a great gateway into VR, and I think that <laughs> gateway, gateway it's a yeah. it's, it's a gateway headset you know. <laughs> well, that, that's headset. the old joke. That's the old joke. What's the best? What's the easiest way to get three VR headsets? Buy one. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. That's all, that's all it takes. That's the thing. We <laughs> want more adoption. We want more people doing it. If 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 it's a Samsung Odyssey, if it's some kind of Windows Mixed Reality, whatever it is, yeah, the the games kind of transcend the hardware in some ways. I mean, there's some stuff that I, I feel like I'm a, a little bit of a snob on some stuff, but honestly, yeah. if Desert Island, I had a computer and I had a some first gen Windows Mixed Reality headset, I'd still find a way to play the games I like and I'd, I'd get my mm-hmm. enjoyment out of them and I'd, I'd have yeah. fun and whatever. So, yeah, I I, th- I think it's, oh man, just, if you're listening and, you, and you're on the fence, dude, just jump in. I, yeah. That's what I got. I say. agree. Okay. I totally agree. Okay. And now is the time because that's, this is our last quick thing that we're going to get to. There are tons of things, like, I just want to say that there have been so many games coming out and so many big news items and so much. Just yeah. man, there's like for us, uh, it's I mean, incredible. Like for PC gaming, they're like, oh, who like like for for regular PC and console gamers to have this many games come out would be like a slow season. But for us, it feels like yeah, it's an avalanche. We, yeah, we wanna we wanna try as much as we can, and honestly, it's like been hard to keep up. Yeah, so it's hard. It's, we appreciate. We appreciate all the developers that have, you know, reached out and sent us keys and all of that. And we're getting to things as quickly as we can. Yeah. Uh, same thing with, you know, hardware and all this stuff, you know. But man, like it's a great time to get into VR right now. So any anytime you hear us complaining about, man, like we're having trouble keeping up. I think for all of you guys out there, that just means, you know, especially if you haven't pulled the trigger on buying a headset yet, that this is, you know, prime time and. I can't say enough about. I mean, we, we have we had already had a release date for Boneworks, which for a lot of people out there that don't know what it is, um, it's basically a very very cool game that's coming out that's really going to be showing off uh, a lot of you know second gen VR, yeah. you know, really physics and materials based interaction. Very Valve flavor kind of if you if you yeah. It's got a little <laughs> bit of a Valve taste to it. But yet it's its own thing. I mean when we played it at GC so, it, it was yeah. its own it's its own kind of deal. And so and so that's that's already, you know, it's been announced to be releasing December tenth, which is very soon. Yeah. And then and then just this week, which like, you know, by the time you hear this, it's probably gonna be just minutes or hours away. Um, Valve announced that they're well. Yeah, Valve announced Half Life Alex, and, and, and the, they are and going the to. Internet had a collective like <laughs> just fit, basically. Yeah. And the, so the thing we've so, been waiting but, for. We've been waiting. Yeah. How, how long have you been waiting for? We've been waiting a decade for here and more. More than a decade, yeah, like yeah, literally like a long, long time. Yeah. And so they announced it, and then they're going to be. Uh, sharing more details with everyone about it tomorrow, uh, tomorrow for, for which us, is Thursday, tomorrow. November. Yeah. yeah, what is it? November twenty first. But they, that's uh, all they that's going to be at. They opened noon a Twitter. Pacific time. Yeah, they opened a yeah. Twitter account, and this was their first tweet, which is pretty badass. That you know, <laughs> they opened a Twitter. Oh, here's Half Life. Like we we didn't want to we didn't want to do Twitter, but we figured it's kind of the thing was like well, well when we have something to say different we'll do another half-life game well when we have a half-life game we'll open a twitter account and, <laughs> and so they much. did and their first tweet and it's millions of people you know or like ton, yeah hundred thousand people like it or a couple hundred thousand people like it instantly so yeah it was pretty it's pretty balling i gotta say gabe yeah uh <laughs> it, it it is a kind of balling thing but they're the big boys and everybody 
you know, and I, I, I mean, I, I'm a fan. I, I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. Yeah. Been a fan of Valve for the decades. ad that they put up to like the little announcement <laughs> photo, like picture yeah. was pretty cool. Cause there were, there were three little icons. Yeah. There was the valve icon. There's the steam VR icon. And then there's the Half-Life, Half-Life logo. Icon, so, which has been waiting yeah, a long, so, long time to see those. That bit up. Yeah. So the question is, it is Half-Life, Alex. It's going to be set between Half-Life 1 and 2, I think is yep. what they said. So uh, yeah, some, I think I think it was like a few years after Half-Life 1 is when yeah, it's going to Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some, somewhere in the middle or around between the first and second Half-Life. Um, and it's all going to be about Alex Vance, which I think is a cool – I think she's a cool character. I think she was – yeah. Uh, one of the, she was the first piece, gr- first girl in a PC game that wasn't ridiculous. Like she was yeah. over sexualized, and she actually had, you know, kind of a personality. And it was taking a serious. It, she wasn't a girl to get you to buy the game. She was a girl because it, that's what they wanted for the story and everything. And I thought it was a really big, cool move to do for Half Life. And I, I'm excited. I, there's some people online that were kind of. Uh, I don't. I saw some PC gaming guys who were like, oh, "I don't care about Alex. I don't care about Alex." I'm like, "Dude, it's Half Life. Come on." Yeah, if if, on, if, if you don't care about Alex, you don't care about Half Life too. Yeah, to it, be frank, I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I I'm what am I what am I predicting or what am I thinking about? I, I don't know, man. What do you what's what's in your mind when you, when you think? That's what. So can so, your mind wrap so, around this Half Life? We're gonna be playing Half Life yeah, in VR. I don't. Yeah, to Valve, be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, I know that they're in order to get to this point. I'm sure they had to really, like, hit something that really like struck a chord with them. Like, I think they, I could have easily seen them just like work on projects that they thought might eventually be a Half Life in VR, yeah. and they never really pan out, and they never really really. So, like, I think the fact that they finally announced it. And they're going to be releasing it hopefully in the near future. Yeah. Means that they really have like found something that they think is really really awesome and new and, yeah. and incredible. So so that's I'm just excited to see what that's going to be. And I don't know if that's just awesome interactions. I mean that's the other thing is I think uh, Valve understands like they've been in this situation in the past. Like that's another thing that I have to constantly remind myself is that they were the company that put out, you know, Half-Life 2 on a digital software platform when no one had done that yet. Oh, yeah, they, and, they basically kind of invented the whole idea. Well, and then the big thing... And, and so, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so with VR, like, the, th- the thing is, like, they know, like, they released a headset and they gave it some time to to sell and they made this announcement now for... Than you know for Half Life Alex, and they're specifically revealing more information about that tomorrow, well in advance of when the game releases, and, and a, a really good video like uh, the Valve News Network, which is this Tyler McVicker, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's he's a guy on on YouTube that you know he's a big Valve fan, and some of his stuff isn't always you know. Super, super, super. It's, it's always newsy. entertaining. It's always entertaining. It's always I'm, I'm entertaining. Always though. entertained by watching it. I love his videos. That's what I was getting at. Is that yeah. I don't always take them as fact, yeah. but I always take them as very interesting. And I think this last, you know, video that he did on Half Life VR at the time, which Half Life Alex, um, 
I think he he probably got a lot of it right because a lot of what he was talking about there seems to be in line with what has so far been revealed. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, one one of the things that he kind of commented on as far as what he thinks their strategy is going to be is that they're going to be making this announcement and showing something that's going to be mind-blowing on this announcement so that for the next several months, people are like... Like Valve very much knows that when they when they announce the next Half Life is VR only, that tons of people are going to be really upset about it, and there's t- like they, like that's not like a surprising reaction to that, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like the, that that was very much like like they know the the crowd they're dealing with and they know how many people want this game and for how long they wanted it and that if they announce it on a, as VR only that people are going to go crazy. And the only way you can really change that, that, that reaction is to show them something so awesome looking that all those people that were upset about it will change their tune and be like, man, how do I get a VR headset in time to play this game when it comes out in March or wh- whenever it ends up coming out? That's the, what's the, and, funny, th- yeah, but the funny thing is, is I, I think everybody in the VR community was really expecting there to be oh yeah just an overwhelming amount of like backlash and hate from the people that are diehard flat you know pancake gamers and stuff like that and i gotta be honest i went into the pc master race uh and the pc gaming reddit and all over lots of other gaming reddit subreddits and stuff like that and yeah i did see a i saw you know a couple, you know, a couple people like oh i don't care about alex and stuff like that Sure. There, I know there was people out there that were doing, but the vast majority of everybody was like, "How can I get a, you know, it was two hundred enough to yep. get a Windows Mixed Reality headset, or which one should I buy, or which one?" And yeah, tons of people that are just in PC gaming that also have and VR another, were like, "Oh yeah, another, you should do yeah. this or this or or try this or here here's a link to go to this and here's a breakdown of all the stuff and like." I also see like a lot of traditional media, like crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I, I see a lot of like, not even just traditional media, but like a lot of people on YouTube and different content creators and all that, like people that report on gaming, but don't report on VR very often. Everybody's talking about this. It's, it's pretty big deal. I can imagine I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think, it's funny how like hindsight 2020, when you look at the way valve operates, you know, valve didn't, come out with the very first first person shooter they're, they're, they didn't do wolfenstein you know that's more of an id they didn't do doom they didn't blow yeah. our minds with that but then a little bit later we kind of got used to the idea of first person shooters and then they come along and do an incredible story and mechanics yeah. we've never seen in a first person game and give it this just incredible adventure that's just unlike anything we can expect and blow our minds that's mm-hmm. their mo they're not yeah. they're not it's and they knew in 2016 when they, you know, when they partnered up with HTC and they came out with the, the vibe. They're like, we are not going to be releasing anything at the start of this or this this latest iteration of VR over the past, you know, 20 years or 30 years or whatever. They they're very they knew that all the little problems and all the things that you they think is right they were going to be proven wrong and that their people are going to have, you know, missteps and that you know. Because what was it, 2014 and 15? It was roller coaster simulators. Like that was what everybody mm-hmm. was like. Oh yeah, you got to play this <laughs> roller coaster simulator in VR. And then come 2016, it's oh, it's uh, you know 
you know, Space Pirate Trainer and the Blue. Yeah, wave-based shooter. Wave-based shooters. And we've gone through all these, like, iterations of, like, oh, this is the thing and this is the thing in VR. And we're it's becoming less of the this is the thing to, well, it's all the thing and this is, you know, now it's it's a perfect, really a perfect time. It's, it, what's crazy is it's been a three-year span between mass, you know, the introduction of it in 2016 to now three, four years and they felt okay. We've 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 had enough lessons. They've also been. It's also not a surprise that they brought Dante, who is Dante uh, Buckley, who is the was the lead and original developer and lead developer for Onward, which is a first person shooter that uses a lot of mechanics of VR mechanics of grabbing your weapons and pulling the pins on grenades and things like that. They brought him up to Washington to Valve headquarters. Uh, for an extended period of time and let him work with them and work closely with them. Well, they also got to look at the game and talk to him about thoughts and play it a lot. They've done that with other people. Boneworks now, uh, when we went to GC, they had a whole wing of developers with showing off their games that were constantly in uh, contact with Valve and they had a very good relationship mm-hmm. with them. So they've paid a lot of attention to what is out there and what is doing well and what isn't and what works and what doesn't. So they spent this mm-hmm. three years plus really studying what works. See, I and, agree with what you're saying and this is making me kind of think about tomorrow's announcement in, in bigger terms, just in, in terms of like it, sure they're, they're releasing a game and they're going to be showing us more of that game tomorrow. But as you're suggesting, this has been something that they've been working on for years. Yeah. And I and it's really not just a game because a lot of this is all the work that Valve has spent software-wise on the game development side, figuring out what makes a good VR experience. Yeah. We really haven't seen, like besides the lab, we haven't seen what Valve thinks VR can be. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that like, like you said, bringing in all these other developers and 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 one of the 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 videos that I watched, you know, a couple of months ago was when uh, one of the Valve developers had, you know, briefly kind of spoke about uh, about what it's been like developing in VR, and and he went into a bunch of detail basically on on what it was like prototyping to make like the perfect VR door, mm-hmm. and what the mechanics mm-hmm. were like with yeah. the door. And literally, like, and like back and forth of like, like to make the door feel right in there in 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 this experience, like how how they had to look at how real doors operated and uh, how the expectations of the player played into how the door reacted to them. And if you're doing something in game, would it react the way that you needed it to react in the moment you needed to you needed it to be reacting? And all these kind of so like like yeah like exactly what you said all of the thought that went into making just that single interaction work. And they've spent that time figuring out all of that stuff for so many different systems in, in the, this title. And I think it's really exciting to not only see what their technology is going to be looking like, like what kind of interactions are going to be possible in, a, in, in this new Half-Life game tomorrow. Yeah. But but I I really hope that this is true. Like one of the things in that in that Valve News Network video is the fact that they're really like 
if it, if it was just if they were just releasing this to release the next chapter in Half-Life, it would be one thing. Yeah. But kind of like with Half-Life 2 when they released Source Engine 2, like it wasn't just Half-Life 2 that came out of all of oh. that technology. Yeah, it was totally Counter-Strike. It. it was Yeah, all it was the Team other Fortress awesome, 2. Incredible it was mods. Portal. So many tools, so many amazing yeah. tools out there for the community and everybody just ran it was, with it. Yeah. It's the whole Steam community. I mean, basically yeah. like the whole Valve following it really isn't yeah. just a Half-Life following. It really is Half-Life like a... Half-Life 2, I mean, it's an amazing game, but once you finish the game, there was a, a pretty good multiplayer, but Counter-Strike multiplayer was so much yeah. more better. And so, and, so much more and so engaging I, and yeah. just fun that you played... I just played that. I just We always it, just played yeah. that instead of playing Half-Life. We played Half-Life 2 multiplayer a little bit, but yeah. nowhere but see, so like that, so, so. so besides like... Besides it, like obvious, uh, I I am I would imagine that the story that they've crafted for Half Life Alex is going to be amazing, and I can't wait for it. And that's like the thing I'm most excited about immediately right now. But knowing that that's like it's one game, it's going to be some, and it's a single player game. Yeah. It's probably going to be you know what like like let's say you know eight to twelve hours or whatever whatever you know your typical story game is going to be. I really think that the most exciting part is going to be what they show as being possible with their technology. And I would imagine that their technology can be the groundwork for a lot of really cool stuff in VR. Do, do you like, think it's got to be short term. it's going to be linear? Like do you think that it has to because it's I, Valve, it has to be like a linear yeah. thing. You start here, you say It doesn't have to be, but I think I I buy into yeah, see, I buy into the idea that whatever Half-Life Alex is is going to be fairly linear just because yeah. I think it's going to be an entry point for a lot of people into VR. I mean, so there's I, a lot I of think, things that people have assumed. People have assumed, yeah. yes, it's going to be a linear game. It's going to have save points or it's going to save your progress. I mean, it's, yeah. People have assumed like, it's like going to exactly. be first person. People are assuming it's yeah. first person because you know Half-Life 1 and 2 are, are first person yeah. shooters. Um, yeah. we can make some, I think, some it, I think to put Half-Life, yeah, I, I think to put the Half-Life name on it, I would, I'm going to assume it's first person. Like, again, yeah, these are yeah, assumptions, yeah. but I think that like to make, to make it fall into that franchise, like it would m- most likely be a first person, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. I mean, like well, you said, like it, it could be the anything. The world but, is open to like the whole, uh, Valve Half-Life universe. As long as it existed between one and two, it's fair game. The G Man, oh, yeah. um, you know, anything that was in the first one that was referenced uh, could make an appearance. You know, Gordon Freeman can be in Alex, mm-hmm. he can be a part mm-hmm. of it, he can be who you're helping to go, he can be your sidekick in it, or he you can help him on to go from a certain you know, get through a certain section to another. He's alive. Yeah. It's between first yeah. and second one. Um, her father, I forget what her father's name is. He could be, in it. I mean, there's a lot of people that could be in it. Um, yeah. You know, I know that they don't need be... until the second one. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, oh, there's a lot of different ways and branches they could do, but the things that we yeah. can absolutely probably assume, we can assume that it's a first person game. We can assume it'll have weapons and shooting and things like that. It'll probably be linear. Yeah. What is what and, do you think? What do you think it's not? What do you think it's absolutely like? I, I have an idea of what, what it, a thousand yeah. percent what it's not going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Yeah. No, we know. It's not. It's yeah, not, it's, not I just, be, it's not gonna be a rhythm based. Uh, no, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, that would be. Yeah. It's Alex. I, and she's, she's. I mean, got quite laser, frankly, laser I, swords I, and she yeah. shoots. I don't think it's gonna soldiers. be a, a wave shooter or anything like that. Like I, I think. No. I think for sure. I think for sure. Like the thing that I can, I, I'm positive on. If it, it, as long as it. I mean, they put Steam VR in that announcement. If it's a VR title. I'm absolutely positive it's going to be Valve's like big, big uh, statement about what VR can do for gaming. Mm-hmm. Like I, I really think like with Half Life, I think they set out to make you know the best first-person shooter they could make, and they showed that story and those like in puzzle elements and everything. Yeah. Like they basically brought brought new types of game mechanics to first person shooters to make them a more like story driven experience okay, well, what's the more? with the second the game with, with half-life two yeah, yeah. we'll just with half-life two i think they that was a de- that basically they Physics. they set out to make yeah to make an awesome game engine yeah, yeah. and then what and can we incredible ha- physics in it and the physics and, yeah and what was... can we do if we could make a like a game engine, like if we could make a world react the way it sh- it sure. does in real life, you expect it to, what yeah. what would we be able to do with a game developed on that kind of a platform? So what's missing so, from VR that they're going to bring in Half Life, Alex? Like what component? I don't know. See, see that's there. what. And, and what is it? The attention to detail? Is it? Is it just physics? Like I, I don't know. And that's and see. So that's that's what I think this project is going to be. It's going to be a way to bring people it's it's a way to show what vr can be in addition to making some like releasing something that can attract tons of people to vr like i think i think they they've been pushing for all this stuff for so long that that i think to release something like this i i think they must have they must have something that they feel is going to like add to the platform in a way that no one has before. I, I think at the very least, I, I know, I mean, I have no idea what that missing piece component is because we don't, I mean, if you asked me the day before Half-Life 1 came out or Half-Life yeah. 2 came out, what do you think is going to be big different about it? My guesses would be the stuff that everybody could think. And that's why I feel like I'm right here right now. Yeah, I know how I know yeah. I know VR games. I've played a lot of VR games. I, I know what the game is what it's supposed to be like. I know what things I like and don't like, but could you ask yeah. me what's missing in my in that <laughs> realm? No, I have no clue. Yeah. All I can go no. on is it's gonna look beautiful, it's gonna have tons of weapon cool mechanics, it'll have good good AI so that the whoever's with you is like doesn't get stuck and stuff like you know, the normal stuff we expect. I, it'll it'll have a really amazing inventory system. Who knows if it'll have any kind of a HUD or some? They'll figure out some way to do HUD to where it is like very natural and you just feel like you're injured or you're not. Or I I totally yeah. get that these are all things and it'll be polished and you'll be able to touch everything and it'll be as good as the lab times ten as far as visually and the way the whole world yeah. is this whole thing and you and. It won't be open world, but you'll never feel constrained. Like that's you're, what you're on I a, think. I a, think a train, the, or, you know, you're not on rails. But the thing that I want the most out of it this sounds this sounds like a weird thing to say, but the thing I want the most out of a VR title from from Valve is for the game to feel like it's not a VR title. Yeah. And what do I you mean forget, by that? You forget. I, 
I mean, yeah, absolute presence. Like yeah. I, I think, I think whatever they're going to do, they're going to find ways of getting rid of friction that we've learned to deal like things that we've learned to just like accept and move on. Yeah. Like there are a lot of little things here and there that we do in VR and we no longer think of it as like, yeah, like, like this is not something I do in real life or I don't have to deal with this in real life or this, this yeah. thing is inter- interacting the way I would interact with it in real life, but I'm in VR and this is the way I interact in VR. Do you think and like, like when we first started playing VR, yeah. like, like anything that you like, even just using motion controllers was amazing. Like oh, back everything, then, everything we, was incredible. yeah, literally everything we were doing and it's, and it's only got like, watching as we fish. get more and watching more fish, I, I spent yeah. an hour watching fish in the blue. Yeah. And I was like, this is incredible. But, this is the most amazing thing. I've but ever over, seen. yeah, over time, like some of the novelty on doing something for the first time in a game where you feel like you're there yeah, wears off. And help. then you start realizing like, Oh, this, like, you start noticing the differences between VR and reality more and more. Right. And so I think that's, I think that would be the biggest thing that I would hope for is that they find new ways of making me feel a, a, a sense of presence in VR that I've never experienced before. Yeah. Presence. I think that's where you feel like, and and it's just basically take everything that in a VR game currently, like, your body wigs out or it doesn't feel like it's you or the, the, it doesn't matter. I know it's impossible to have inverse kinematics that are perfectly match your body when you only have the points of your head and your hands Sure, don't have body trackers, but somehow they just figure out how like you look down and it's, it, it, you kind of get lost in the fact that, Oh, it's me. And the, and their inventory system is just natural and fluid. And the reloading mechanic is just, yeah. amazing and honestly the, like the it's, handling and, of and health packs is not is, yeah. is you know, dealing with objects yeah, in the yeah. world like they well, use haptics in a way that make you like convinced that you're dealing yeah. with well, remember with objects Half-Life, in a way that the, you have the whole haven't. idea of going up to that you know medical panel on the on the wall and hitting a button and you got your health pack was drastically different than every other first person game at that time where you just walked over, like I said, walked over like a chest or a cross or something like that. Yeah. It was, and it was not a huge thing, but it was made you feel like, Oh, I'm in a research facility and this is my, it was kind of like a a storytelling moment in and of itself. Exactly. So it's things like that. I think in the VR side where handling your weapons and uh, doing any kind of communication voice recognition maybe voice advanced ai voice recognition where you actually talk to the npcs and they actually understand you and will do what you say <laughs> i think that would be pretty cool well i think that's we're here it's totally doable and i don't know yeah. anything you know i'm pulling it out of my butt that, that is there somebody that does advanced ai voice recognition that works at valve i believe it there's incredibly smart people that work there so that may be the thing interacting with other characters instead of clicking a menu and saying yes or no now it's i talk to the person he looks at me he has realistic facial emotions he you know he or she i think i think uh, yeah that kind of dealing with npcs and all whether it be half-life one two or the episodes your the your dealings with npcs we're always something integral to and that the Half-Life experience. It, it may not be advanced yeah. AI voice recognition with NPCs, but I think it's going to be whatever they bring to VR and bring to PC yeah. gaming, it's going to be on that level. It's going to be like, wow, like I can't believe 
they did it. They Dude, you got me. Yeah. I, I'm real. I'm really pumped now to see what this is tomorrow. I, I think as hard as, <laughs> I, as I, smart as they are. It could be a dumpster fire. It could be just basically a really pretty first person shooter. Um, that is just, which I'm fine with if it's just a great first person shooter and it's at the quality yeah. level of their other games and it's, that's all it is. And yeah, I'm Alex Vance and I'm running around shooting, you know, combine or head crabs and that's it. And it's got some yeah. puzzle aspects to it. I'm fine. The I other, think the other I will thing, put one. It, I will real quick. I will put one prediction out there. I think there will be. You know, how like T for God has that automatically kind of generated to make you walk and do turns so that you're constantly moving yet you never leave your play space. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, yeah. they're. I think they're going to perfect some version of that, and it may not be exactly that, but some version of that. Yeah, they're gonna have that. I think everything you see in VR games where people played around with stuff and everyone said, "Oh, that's neat, that's cool." I think they're gonna take all of those kinds of concepts and go, "All right, let's take those to the tenth degree." Yeah, yeah. No, and 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 like you were saying before, if it ends up just being a really good first person shooter, I'm fine or, with it. Uh, first, yeah, no I would problem. be fine with it. And 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 to be honest, it's kind of like that release. Yeah. <laughs> that valve release that you need, yeah. like all the pressure has been built up. Yeah. They haven't released a Half Life title in so long that like just releasing something, yeah. like it, like if you think about it, like part of the reason why it's probably hard to release a Half Life game at this point is because of the all the crazy built up expectations. Yeah. yeah so once you like, release something, yeah. yeah. I also hope that this this is like the first of 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 many other Valve releases in in the future. Yeah. Like I hope this like, that I hear that's one of their goals with this too is like not only creating the tech but like hopefully hopefully it'll it'll start the new basis for on which they can release a lot more vr titles in in the future so yeah we can hope we'll see we'll find out tomorrow we'll a little bit we'll probably find out like a tiny like a one percent tomorrow <laughs> like like a like a 10 think, second clip and then i do think though tomorrow what they what they show off will have to be good enough to try it. Like, I think their goal tomorrow is going to not, it's not to convince VR enthusiasts. No, they're, they're, like I, they're done. We're, 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 we're going to buy we're the in. game. We're in. I'm in. I'm in. So, so I think whatever they're showing tomorrow is going to have to be really something that looks so cool and amazing and different that it's going to, I mean, I, I mean like no I said, I mean, that. no one's been able to do that. No one's been able to have a video that non VR gamers can look at because it doesn't work, right? Like, like flat yeah. videos don't convey anything. So they're going to have to have the greatest flat video of a VR game ever made. <laughs> or I don't know. That's the other thing. I really don't know either. I don't know. And you know, they had to spend a lot of time thinking about like how they're going to present it. So, I mean, like I would have not thought that they like, like they don't always do the best job of marketing their stuff. But at no. the same time, like the fact that they went out of their way to make an announcement prior to the reveal, like and the other thing, I just to play devil's advocate, like before they made the actual announcement on Twitter, there were a lot of rumors that they were going to be announcing the game, like at the Game Awards in December mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And like the game, the name came out before. Like I really hope this wasn't like. Oh my gosh! Something massive leaked. No, I think we just they need know to the make an cycle. announcement. They know that the yeah. uh, the news cycle is about twenty four hours, and 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 then uh, within forty eight hours, what anything that was at the top of the news cycle on all the you know news sites and 
Reddit and whatever. That's gone. By 48 hours, it's kind of, I mean, the diehards are still talking about it, but everybody else isn't. So they knew they've got about two days where they can hype it up, drop a tiny little tidbit, and then everybody freaks freaks out for a day, and then they sober up, and then there's another 24 hours of like, oh, well, what is this going to be? And then you can hit him again with a kind of a yeah. mini bomb. And I think this no, will be. I, a, I hope so. I I I'm hoping for the most, but I I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be 20 or 25 second, very oh, very very quick cut together. Uh, like very like short burst cuts of stuff, and then Gabe. Or this is just the nerd in me, but like talking I would about love, the game. This isn't gonna be how it's revealed, but who knows? Um, but this is just the nerd in me talking. Like I remember when Half Life Two was first revealed at E three. I think twenty or no, yeah, was it two thousand three? Something. Like, uh, I, I don't. Remember, I, yeah, I don't remember. It's been, it's been too long. I don't, I don't remember yeah, that whole. That whole it might have been two thousand three. Anyway, life. I, no, I don't remember much this about this that. shows how sad. Like this isn't sad. I, I this is pretty cool. But when the the year Half Life Two was announced at E three, they showed a, a tech demo. Yeah. And and it was like a very like iconic tech demo where they were showing source where they showed all the different kinds of like yeah, reflections yeah, the and materials and they had the barrels and they would yeah blow exactly barrels and they would fall down so like, so oh my God. that and i know they they held that in like a little theater that they were showing people at that e3 <laughs> um and it was so cool and i was so excited about it that i went online on ebay and i went and bought like at the end after people at e3 got to watch that presentation they got like a cool half-life 2 t-shirt yeah and so I totally like Wait, at the time I paid like seventy bucks or something, seventy five bucks. That shirt. And I bought that shirt on you eBay from somebody. You still have it? I think somewhere, yeah. You gotta put it on tomorrow. That's all I'm saying. You gotta <laughs> yeah. put it on tomorrow. I'll have to dig that, it out. That has a I, I definitely have ne- never gotten rid of it. So like it's I'm just wondering like, if it's here it's or like if it's at my place. Five sizes too and, small or it's like all oh, stretched out or it looks like it, you know. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Who cares? But um, but anyway, so long story short is tech demo announcements pretty sweet i would love it if they did that which they probably won't but you know, it would be what, so cool to watch like to, a 10 minute little like tech demo out, what would be our what would be the ultimate like ultimate dream for us or for you know i can speak for myself and say if it was a a sizable enough video clip that i get a little bit of an idea of what's going on you don't have to tell me the whole story but let me give me enough of a video clip to tell what's going on Give me um, the develop the, the the lead developers, and I mean you gotta have Gabe. Yeah. You gotta have Gaben. Gaben's there. <laughs> He's gonna say some stuff, and they're gonna really kind of get into one why it took so long. The, yeah. I, want, I want just a taste. Some some behind the scenes footage yeah, of like them like banging bit. on planks in there. Yeah, I want Who a little bit what? of you know. This is I want the explanation to try to help people any to dispel any signing of where people said it took us this long because we were waiting for this uh, waiting for a new way to tell a story or to whatever it is the thing they were waiting for and that vr is it and this is and and this is what we've been waiting for that got kind of message like you've been yeah this is why we waited this long because we we didn't have any other tools to go to the next level um for Half-Life, that's not to say that there won't be a, another flat game of Half-Life, but right now, this is the tools we have that we feel 
I want that kind of connection. Give me that connection, and then I want a teaser on what the next, a little teaser on, I mean, it's not going to happen, but I want the little teaser on what the other two games are, one of the two games are. Yeah, yeah. But then my other thing is, is like, the develop. what's the guy's name, developer for Boneworks? Like, he's, I, I'm tr- his game, his game is not Half-Life, but it has a very Half-Life, there's a Half-Life uh, blood in it, you know, and it has, and not just because it's a first-person shooter. There is a, there, you feel like you're kind of in a Half-Life 2 kind of environment when you're with it, but the physics on it are incredible and being able to move your yeah. hands around and, you know, climb on a pipe and things we haven't done in VR. So Boneworks definitely has that kind of feel, but to think that, um, I don't know, is it a genius move that they're going to announce it and then... You know, if they say May, it comes out, or April, or something, and everybody's going to be jonesing for that feel. And then here comes Boneworks. It's like, oh, you're jonesing for a kind of a Half Life VR feel? Yeah, play this. I, yeah, I it's yeah. one of those things. I think it's a genius move. It's one of those genius moves of like everyone is once gets their fix. Boneworks comes out. Everybody enjoys that fix for months and months, and it is the thing people are going crazy about. And then Half Life comes out and blows everybody's mind. Yeah. Or they no, go, I agree. Or they go, yeah. or, or the or what would be the nightmare or not the nightmare scenario, but the funny thing would be um, that Boneworks is, ha ha ha, we tricked you. Remember, remember, everyone was saying that. I remember people going on about, oh, Boneworks actually is a Valve game, and it's 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 all a it's all a hoax. It's it's he's it's not just him working on it. There's you know a bunch of Valve people, work, but that's a stupid thing but I've, i swear <laughs> i've heard it a million times just because there's the <laughs> really, comparisons yeah. between boneworks and half-life but i think it's, yeah, i'm sure. excited that yeah we're not going to get half-life uh released uh, this year we're going to find out about it we're going to play boneworks we're going to play a lot of boneworks and a lot of the yeah. other no, I'm, I'm super games excited that are, about that boneworks. out or coming out they've got we're good on games for like a while yeah no um, and, the, and yeah the guy you were trying to think of brandon at brandon. stress level zero yeah yeah that very brandon smart Lodge. very yeah very smart very cool guy knows his stuff it was a pleasure to talk to him at gdc and play boneworks even in the early state so i'm excited about that so I'm that's it. I'm I, I'm that's all I got on Valve. Yeah, no, I me too, and and I'm so excited. So yeah. I mean, everything we said just now probably completely wrong. No idea. We'll yeah. check back in after sometime after the announcement, so we can all talk about it and get our actual impressions of let and us reaction. Know. Let to, us know. Uh, you know, uh, email. What's the main email address? I don't even know the main email address for, for, for listeners. <laughs> we still contact at every everything vibe. I think it's like probably. Hey, well, honestly, if you really want to, just yeah, Ronnie, contact Ronnie. Ronnie me, at everythingvirtual.net. Net. Yeah. And uh, let us know. We definitely want to hear from you um, on what your thoughts. What your thoughts are, are after because uh, because by the time this goes up, you probably won't have much time to to give us your thoughts on what you think will be happening. What your so, thoughts are now yeah. you've seen what you've seen. We want to hear, yeah, hear your feedback on the things that, because we still do talk to, and not that Valve answers back or the people at Valve answer back a whole lot, <laughs> but sometimes they do. Sometimes you do get a little little tidbit here and there. They are secretive, but sometimes you do are able to hear from them and able to talk to them and things like that. And if we ever do get a chance to talk to in a long form, we want to have all the... Uh, 
all of what you want to know the answers to or things we can pose for questions. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. Anything else we got on the old agenda? No, I, I think that's, that's it. It's been, yeah. it's been a long conversation. It's been think, a long so. conversation. I think uh, it's, it's good. It's good to talk to you. Uh, it's good. To sure. talk, it's good to talk about VR and to, and to, and to think about what ifs and stuff. I, I've had a blast uh, these past couple of weeks playing Stormlands. Um, I've been playing, uh, I've been playing more VR. I tell you what the quest has done for me. I, I've played more VR, uh, than I have in any other year prior. The fact that I, I can play it, you know, when I'm on the go, I can play it, you know, I watch movies and stuff. Um, and now that I have the link, um, I'll probably up my game and play even more. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about the, the prospects. And then, we got the Christmas season coming up, so who knows what that's going to be like? But it's it's yeah. looking good. I'm I'm very optimistic. Um, great hardware out there. Great games coming. Yeah. A lot of exciting announcements. I mean, could it be better? So this is. I feel like between last year and this year, the excitement around big announcements and everything have been. All, I mean, like it was all the way back in you know May Mayish and June when we were all going crazy over the the quest and the index and. Now we're going crazy over all these new software releases. So imagine, it's a good, it's, imagine next yeah, it's a good year. place to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're constantly getting surprised. So I'm, I'm, so. I'm excited. And if you're out there and you haven't pulled the trigger, uh, I, it, that's okay. But all you got to do is ask around because it, it seems like it's permutated or, or, or gotten enough to where there's usually, if you're in an office of 30 people, there's probably one person there that already has, bit the bullet and has a decent gaming PC and is playing VR. So ask around and go and hang out. And, and if, if somebody has it and they invite you for a party, whatever, get out there and try it. Go to a VR arcade. You got to try it because that's really doesn't matter what we say. Uh, once you try it, that is the yeah. ultimate, ultimate uh, way to sell VR. Yep. No, it, it's somehow, even though, it's existed now for two or three years. It still feels like it's something we shouldn't have. You know, it's like, it still still feels like something from the future. Every day. Yeah. So many people (laughs) that I, I, yeah, so many people don't even know what I'm talking about. And, and when you, and if you show them the hardware, they're like, what is that? Like, it's like you pulled out a, I don't know, a phaser from Star Trek or something like it's it's (laughs) the most foreign thing they've ever seen. And they're like, I can't, does this exist? I mean, they, 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 they get that it exists, but they're, I don't know. It's weird. But, we're at but a level. Until they try it, level. they didn't realize yeah. it was that. Yeah, you know? we're at a level where they know that it exists because they saw it in some ad or something, or they saw a picture of it somewhere. But when they actually do it, it's not what it was in their head. So now we're kind of through the whole, like it, they must imagine it's like the Virtual Boy or something. I, like I'm trying to think of what they think people are doing in those ads. Like, um, I I don't know. It's weird. I, it's just so hard to explain. It's so hard to no, explain I know. to it people. Is. I mean, it's because it, it's the it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, the, that's the thing. The yeah. the best parts of VR yeah. is more about how you feel when you're experiencing it than it is. So you can't really explain it to anybody. The, you have to yeah. you have to feel it for yourself. Yeah, the Beat Saber ads that are in mixed reality is probably as close as we're gonna get as far as kind of really conveying like yeah, it really feels like that. It feels like you're got lightsabers and you're a badass and you're you know, with music. So it's, it's really difficult, but can't say it enough. Hey, I'm glad to be back on the show. 
I'm, for sure. Uh, very excited. No, it was it was a pleasure talking. So oh, I, I, yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it. But uh, yeah, I will leave you to that, and uh, we're gonna get to bed, and I, I will think about uh, uh, val- <laughs> valve thoughts while I have a. Valve yeah, I was gonna sleep. say nice half life dreams. Yeah, man, half life dreams, Gordon, everybody, Black, <laughs> Black Mesa. I'm gonna. It's oh, all God. gonna be going through my mind. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> I, I do want to mention. If you do have, uh, don't be afraid. Go online, side quest. There is some incredible yeah. stuff out there. It is a little sure. bit of a, of a, of a, if you have a for your quest, there's a way to get things loaded that are not in the Oculus Store. It's called Side Quest. Google it. Go out there. It is yep. fantastic. The library keeps growing and growing of games and add-ons and mods and everything else you can do. It is absolutely but, phenomenal yeah, you can take is it, it lambda one lambda is one the... is the mod of half-life it is fun every release it gets better and better and better there is a beta for uh, pavlov that's out there that gets better and better and better it's kind of this great testing place where people that maybe got denied from the store are working their games out and working on them or just really cool demos that just don't or you wouldn't buy it but we would play it it's you know, T for God is actually should be on the store. It's a phenomenal game. So there's just a lot of really cool uh, things that are out there. There's a lot of uh, applications that are never going to be on the Quest officially, but you can play them. So by all means, if you have a Quest or you just got a Quest and you're kind of Agreed. looking for something fun to do with it or you got some free time, definitely get out there with Side Quest. Yep. No, I like that plug before we end the show. So it's definitely worth mentioning. So yeah. So half life right, three tomorrow well, we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna find oh God. out. Half life three confirmed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys, and we will be back with a new episode, hopefully shortly after the the announcement. I think I think we can probably put something together soon. So uh, until then, uh, take care, and yeah, we look forward to getting back to you guys. All right. Take care. <laughs>